Well, hey, welcome to the X Podcast. I am here with my friends, Zach and Tim. How are we doing today? Doing great. I'm good. Here. I'm good. Are you? Yes, sir. This is an exciting time for you. It is an exciting time. Scary yeah. Faith around the corner. Scary Faith. Boo. 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 It is. Can we talk about it? I mean, we can talk about we it. We, I mean, we, we have something coming in the works to further dive into it, but uh, you yeah, have... An exciting launch coming up here yeah. soon, and we're going to be talking all about it. Um, but uh, anything new? What's going on in your life? Uh, nothing crazy. You went to Lowe's the other night. Went to the Home Depot. Home Depot. Home the other Depot. Night. That was an exciting. Working night. on the bathroom. Working on the bathroom. Okay, there's a lot going on in the world. We are <laughs> nice uh, pivot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on in the world. There's there a lot is a lot going on in the world. Um, right so now. several things. We are entering our the the third month. Of Ukraine Russia conflict, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, the talk. I'm of, really surprised that it's still where it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's I crazy. thought it would have either escalated or Russia would have. Mm-hmm. Well, the won. rhetoric is escalated. The rhetoric is the escalated. rhetoric is. Yeah. But I mean, but we escalated to the point. I thought by now we'd have World War Three. Yeah, or yeah. Russia would have just defeated Ukraine. Yep. I didn't see this continuing. To, I mean, I did. We talked about it before. I said they could be, well, you like guys we said, said you it could be like Russia, Afghanistan. I said it could end. Well, even if Russia had overthrown, yeah. I actually think there's a good chance that you would have continually mm-hmm. saw a resistance conflict and you would have conflict. Fighting. And it would, like I said, like Afghanistan was for and Russia. Then, I just didn't expect that Russia wouldn't be able to actually do what they oh, set out to do. And it's taken this long. Have lost a quarter of their invading armies. Have lost Res- like nine generals, yeah. high-ranking The officials. Ukraine has even attacked back. Oh, yeah. they're getting supplied with more Russian weapons. Territory, some actually two fired. of their patrol ships. Yeah, and uh, but see, I heard there's there some linked report of somebody that met with uh, top Russian officials who came away believing that this conflict would be over by September 10th. Really? Why? I don't know they why. Picked, but you know what's weird they is the day before have, September 11th. That's I know. An interesting. Mm-hmm. Day we have a really there. important day coming up though, May 9th. It's a really important day in Russia's Russia. history. Yeah. Uh, they, that's where the Soviet Union celebrates their victory over Nazi Germany. And so a lot of people believe that on that day, some big announcement. There's going to be a big announcement. And one of the things they're big zeroing in on, a big or announcement. Big it could be they. Attack or it could be a big, big attack. It could be one of the things big. they're looking at right now is could it be an official declaration of war, mm-hmm. where Russia says, "Okay, we are actually officially at war," and that would allow him to draft and bring in transcripts and all that. Mm. Um, but so that's that wouldn't going change on. anything for Ukraine. It wouldn't change anything. <laughs> no. um, it wouldn't change anything for them other than as far as their military campaign. It would give them power to be. Able um, to it's gonna. It would reinforce it. Russia's yeah. lacking supplies yeah. and uh, military. But uh, so that's going on. That's crazy. Then, by the way, on a very lighter note, I was wrong on one of my predictions because we talked that? about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Yeah. And I kind of gave the analogy of like it was a town hall of friends, and it was a. Uh, and I don't ever see anything like that happening again in common. Not that I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't and ever see it happen. Dave Chappelle. And then just the other night, Dave Chappelle was attacked. Wait a minute. I didn't hear stage. about this. Yes, what happened? Yeah. Somebody on ran on the stage. Supposeded he had a knife and a gun. Mm-hmm. And I think security tackled got him, him and tackled him. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy was beat up pretty bad. Beat up pretty bad. The guy got beat up pretty bad. They yeah, tried yeah. to attack. Do yes. we even know why or the motive? I, I saw he was arrested. And yeah. How long has Dave Chappelle been around? A long time. Probably 70, 80 should I tell the story 90. of me running into Dave Chappelle in Yellow Springs again? No. No, let's move on. Okay. Because there's a lot more going on in the world. You, by the uh, way, by the way, yes. he not only finished his show, 
But then Chris Rock made a Will Smith. <laughs> oh, we did. So, he goes, was he that, goes, Will, is Smith? that Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so good. That's great that yeah. someone can laugh about it's it after perfect. all that happened. And that's what a comedian should do. The so Chris Rock Revenge Tour is coming. Yeah, yeah that point. was good. That was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, there, there's something specific I want to talk about. What's that? Pick your brains on. But before we get there, mm-hmm. we have to at least acknowledge um, a really – we these last three years need – uh, new vocab words mm-hmm. because unprecedented and historic are just losing mm-hmm. um, any sort of meaning. Yeah. But an unprecedented uh, leak about an unprecedented decision yeah. happened. How, do we even night. know where the leak came from? No, that, they're There's, starting a whole investigation. Yeah. But Politico came process. out um, with a leaked draft from. Were they the first the, to release it? Yes. The Politico? From the Supreme Court mm. of what looks like, it's not set it's in stone, but piece. most likely. There, uh, Roe v. Wade will be overturned. Yeah, and so it, that in was June? leaked. June. Is that when the vote actual or when they're going to? So I think they've yes. already voted, but they still have the uh, chance to go back and change votes yeah. or change the language around the opinion. But they publish their opinions on the on the mm-hmm. cases that they hear, and the significant ones they wait till like the end of the term, which is in this case June. And I don't believe all of them have been released. Correct. Which is it? Uh, what was it? The Chief Justice that they mm-hmm. haven't heard from? Yeah, not well, that that would be enough to overturn it. And I think that one was debatable as to where he would and go. So mm-hmm. this is something we're going to table. <laughs> and, well, it's just uh, a significant it, yeah. decision. There's mm-hmm. a lot coming out still a lot. about a, it. And there's a lot politically, spiritually. Yeah, it, you have half the country yeah. that feels like. Uh, this is a, a right we've taken for granted for 50 years, and we've just taken all these steps backwards and is angry. And then you have the other half of the country that is celebrating. This is a moral yeah. victory yeah. that we've been praying for. Honestly, for. I never thought that I would see something like this in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I never, never thought did. this would happen. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible. This is another false prediction on my part. Yeah. I've never you ever thought this. You have a lot of them. I, never, I only have two. I just want to notice, <laughs> I never <laughs> predicted anything about this. That's just, if you never predicted anything, you can never be wrong. Exactly. That's true. I just never predicted anything. But like I like this. to go. My instinct is usually pretty on, mm. and this these, like these two not. things were we're not we're not. So I, I feel confident to acknowledge them. But I never did. You ever think Roe v. Wade would be no. ever turned? No. no, no. Well, and a lot has to do with precedence, which is yeah. which is what the one of the big uproars is. Yes, and um, even some of the justices that were interviewed as mm-hmm. they were being confirmed. Mm-hmm. And how they would respond to this particular yes. case? Because I read their responses; it was very diplomatic. I thought they were very mm-hmm. diplomatic. Most mm-hmm. of them never said I wouldn't vote right. or overturn it, but most of them just said precedence is really important right. mm-hmm. in the court of law. And without precedence, we don't we don't yeah. have much to stand on mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as judges. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm actually really curious what kinds of documentation or evidence that there has to be. And I'm going to say this, there has to be something really significant. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would just assume, mm-hmm. based on their answers, unless they were just flat out just saying that so they can get confirmed. Right. There has to be something really significant that they have, new evidence, new something, whatever, information. It was off that like would two lead cases. them to believe. It was off like two cases, wasn't it? That they mm-hmm. came away with this new interpretation yeah. of, well, one of them specifically said this should have never been. Uh, in place because it's not constitutional. Hmm. But it is interesting because, you know, um, again, it's a conservative victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats probably look at, like, oh, you sneakily 
got in a private room and overturned major opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be fascinating to watch. I don't I know mean, what it's going to do. All to the her. fallout and all the things that, that happen. I mean, there's mm-hmm. going to be, I think there's a lot of ramifications that are yeah. going to have to be explored. So we're going we're gonna to have a conversation yeah, about I this, think we but, should, it, but it's I a think delicate, we dive into it. it's important, it's, it's also a very delicate, um, uh, polarizing issue, why don't you send us emails, your thoughts, your questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd um, be a great one if you yes. have thoughts mm-hmm. and questions. Because, I mean, I think coming from a, a faith background, yeah. as most of us do, I think most of, I don't say all, mm-hmm. but I'd say probably a significant number of people in the faith community probably share the same, you know, they fall on that conservative side mm-hmm. when it comes to abortion yeah. and mm-hmm. the taking of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the, the argument is when when does life begin? And that's, you know, and a woman's mm-hmm. right to choose. And these are, again, mm-hmm. these are situations that have been vetted and mm-hmm. talked about and for decades, decades yeah. and decades. Yeah. And, um, and so I think, I think it would be kind of interesting if, if people wanted to submit, what are your, what's your reaction? What's mm-hmm. your response? What are your questions? Do yeah. you have any questions or thoughts for us? And the way, yeah. you know, we could yeah. um, address them, you know? And so mm-hmm. if you're someone who's pro-life, um, it's a pretty significant day. Yeah, yes. it's something I know that I, I know a lot. You know, a lot of people have been praying for this to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I also know that there. Are, I mean, I know people who are not pro-life. We know yeah. people. You know, I I know people who are not Christians. Who are, mm-hmm. you know, I know people who are Christians and would say mm-hmm. they're pro-choice. Mm-hmm. And you know, and there's there's um, you know, and for them it's different feelings. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think one of the things we've always tried to do on this podcast mm-hmm. is, um, yeah, we have opinions and mm-hmm. we'll be glad to express our opinions on a podcast like this and talk mm-hmm. things out, but also to have empathy and what that means. And that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you agree with somebody yeah. that might be different, have a different view, but to at least try to understand what is their fear, mm-hmm. what is their concern, mm-hmm. you know, regarding um, this. Because because mm-hmm. I've, I've also heard things like that, you know, this is this becomes a slippery slope, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that affects other things. And mm-hmm. I believe President Biden even tried to say that when he came out and said, "This is going to affect LGBTQ, you mm-hmm. know, stuff and and autonomy for mm-hmm. individuals and their rights." And you know, so it again, it's hard to we it's hard to wade through all of that and say where is there political political rhetoric going on here versus what are people's real fears mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. concerns. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I I think it's uh, it is a significant significant um, move toward a decision that hasn't happened yet yeah. as the time recording this yeah. that um, I think will bear out mm-hmm. uh, pretty significant yeah, in think, our country. I think empathy is the word that I would think of when I think about my first reaction. I mean, there's there's people on both sides. That's your first reaction is empathy? Yeah, there's people mm-hmm. on, on both sides of this argument that's been going on for 50 years in this country. And I think no matter which side you find yourself on, you probably have a strong feeling about it, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I know that where there's strong emotions, there's there's often there's there's fears, there's past hurts. Uh, maybe there's people who have experienced this in their own life that are kind of struggling with what the ramifications could be, and so there's there's so much to process, and and to see something that has been in some cases used as a political weapon to mm-hmm. to cut and divide. Um, I just I have empathy for a lot of people who have kind of struggled with this thing Mm -hmm. and so i know it's going to be a lot for people to process and so well we're going to return uh to this topic (laughs) that is just so um so uh non-polarizing yeah Um, and (laughs) uh skip over into something that actually might be just as controversial (laughs) but we want to talk about um 
we, we've kind of offline discussed everything going on with Ron DeSantis, the mm-hmm. so-called "Don't Say Gay" bill, mm-hmm. Disney, all of those things. So, a uh, few months back, a bill is uh, proposed that would limit and this, pass and pass in record time. In record yes. time, that like it was uh, a few days. Mm-hmm. it's a really short bill, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 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 crux of it, and the part that became really controversial, is the part that would limit teaching on sexual orientation. For and gender from, identity. And gender identity mm-hmm. from kindergarten through third grade. Yeah. Is it through third grade or up to? I couldn't remember. Uh, third grade and it, under. It was third grade. No, I couldn't remember. I, know, I was reading it. So it includes kindergarten, third grade. It yeah. does include, yes, okay, includes third right. grade. Um, the bill vehemently opposed by many on the left, some would even say the, the far left, that it, be, it uh, was labeled the don't say gay bill. Yeah. To the extent... Uh, to where a, a lot of people actually think that's what it's called, yeah. is the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yeah. Um, Ron DeSantis uh, got involved, obviously, and was very angry about it. He got attacked, and again, I like to say I'm politically homeless, so take this statement for what it is, but I rarely thought I would agree with Ron DeSantis, but I actually found myself agreeing with Ron DeSantis that um, the bill was extremely misrepresented Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. And was, was was attacked on a definition of it that didn't exist, of what it was actually about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, anyways, um, he, in retaliation uh, to that, and along with the fact that now there's a lot of controversy, not really new, but Disney is continuing to advance a very progressive stance um, in its movies and uh, is involved in the debate. And so Ron DeSantis, and you can fact check anything I'm saying, but from my understanding, Ron DeSantis, in retaliation, kind of a, a revenge tactic on Disney, mm-hmm. uh, signed into law uh, a policy that would basically remove Disney's 55-year-in-existence existence tax exemption, which yes. they pretty much were a self-governing entity yes. was inside Florida, which yes. who, who gets to do that? But, yeah. and it really helped them. And is is so there's so much talk about um, number one, the bill itself. Uh, number two, this is maybe a, just a sidebar, but yeah, it uh, Ron DeSantis has been attacked because the tactics he used on Disney is actually a very liberal tactic that mm-hmm. Republicans critique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis used government to attack and penalize uh, private business. Mm-hmm. Which is again something that is not usually in a Republican's playbook. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, of course, that has just not that Pandora's box of sexual orientation and uh, teaching children and all of that has been the forefront over the last few years. Mm-hmm. But I think this more than ever just opened Pandora's box of okay, how do we navigate as a society mm-hmm. uh, the changing landscape? of our conversations around sexual identity, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, gender mm-hmm. identity, and how soon do we address and begin those conversations with children? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I just, you know, my, my personal reaction to the, the bill, um, I would support this bill my, myself personally, just because I, I think that the challenge that we have is that we don't agree. In this country, we're very divided mm. over topics like this, variety of topics, right? We've just talked about. And I, I think that there, 
to me, there should be a line drawn between what the state is teaching or let me just put it this way. There should be a responsibility and there should be mm-hmm. the room for parents to be able to raise their kids and teach their kids, especially about something is is important as mm-hmm. gender identity mm-hmm. and sexual orientation, especially with mm-hmm. the way that with 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 we're being so bombarded in culture about uh, from every different side about these topics, these mm-hmm. issues. And I just think that there has to come a point where we give time and space for parents. Like you could say, well, a parent could talk to a kid about these things whenever they want. Well, kids' brains haven't formed enough to be able to understand it. They're trying, I mean, we're talking about kids who are trying to learn the alphabet. Mm-hmm. They're trying to learn how to create sentences. They're mm-hmm. trying to create, and we're going to now begin to have conversations with them mm-hmm. in a school from teachers that have all kinds of different perspectives on the way they want to teach it. I mean, there's been all kinds of things that have come out in TikTok. There's old sections where teachers are on there bragging about what they're so glad they're getting. To t- they're telling their, these kids about you know gender identity and all these things mm-hmm. that it's just kids aren't to me. Mm-hmm. To me, the simplicity of this, and I know it's so mm-hmm. it can be so complicated because we make it that way politically. But if you look at this, to me, there I've raised kids. There's an innocence of kids mm-hmm. that, to me, I think needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that um, that the public school systems that we pay taxes for should be uh, dictating mm-hmm. what is taught, especially at a, at that age. Mm-hmm. I, I just think there's something about that age to me that there there needs to be some type of protection involved, which is what the whole point of that bill was, is to mm-hmm. say, you're, you're not allowed to. It's, it's the whole idea of it being called a don't say gay bill. It's not in there. It's not an attack on LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's not, I know that's not how that's being received. Mm-hmm. I've read about, uh, you know, and mm-hmm. all of the, the fear and the reaction of it. I understand that. But to me, it's about protecting parents' rights to be able to mm-hmm. teach their kids or mm-hmm. to be able to have conversations with their kids, at least to a certain age, before they're going to be introduced to that at school mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. other, t- other things. And so, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. My reaction no. is I would support this bill yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I just think what happened is that in order to um, really make this, I know it's, everything is political, but to label it don't say gay bill, to create the emotional reaction that people are trying to do, it is very. And to me, this is not, doesn't, it wouldn't need to be. Again, I understand mm-hmm. I have a different perspective than someone who might be gay or someone who, you know, mm-hmm. but, but for me, I just, I would, I, would, I would support this bill. Yeah, I think I would agree. I think that as a, father of young children. I mean, I've got three under five. I've got my oldest is getting ready to go into kindergarten uh, this coming year mm-hmm. that I want the ability to speak to my children about kind of these foundational things that we all kind of wear in our lives around. I want the ability to speak to my children first mm-hmm. before anyone else uh, would speak into that uh, to help create a framework for them to process and think about these things. And so I think my initial reaction would be to support the bill as well. Uh, I think um, it's an important conversation to have. Let's not uh, pretend this conversation around uh, like human sexuality and and Mm -hmm. how this is played out in our culture. This has been coming for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, up until this point, you've really seen our 
culture in our society become more and more progressive in the way we, we think about sexuality, the way we talk about it, um, the way we kind of view it. And so this really feels like, for the first time, the right, the conservative movement kind of standing up and saying, no, like here's where we're going to draw a line in the sand and say this is mm-hmm. where we can't go well, and he, But here's the thing, too. I mean, I, I think I would, again, if you're somebody who who – is you know because we had mentioned earlier there are parents that are are actually you know their kids are born that want to give them an ability to choose their gender identity regardless of what the biological sex is like non-binary their parenting. non-binary parent there's things like that yeah this bill does not say that you can't do that mm-hmm. this bill is just saying that the schools should not be in their teaching mm-hmm that is an option, or other words. It's, it's in or other teachers words, in should same, be giving their personal their opinion, opinion. Or teaching curriculum. So, the, the, so the, here's same, the, the same, I'm just saying the same you, argument you that I, I would not want someone teaching my kids yeah. something. I think, I'm saying the bill enables the freedom for parents mm-hmm. to, to not worry about it and to be able to do that. Even if you want to do non-binary parenting, or even yes. if you want to tell them about gender identity in, in a different way, this bill does not stop you as a parent from doing this. Yes. This just keeps the school from interfering with what you might, as a parent, be teaching. And students are allowed to discuss it. Here's, here, this is, here's a quote from the actual, an actual quote from the bill, mm-hmm. um, and this is the crux of it. Uh, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So students on their own want to have their own conversation. They can. And, they're, again, they're not telling parents what they can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. They're just saying teachers and third yeah. party that they would bring in cannot not. teach, cannot give instruction. On this, yeah. So, it, isn't there yeah. also provision that if there is some sort of conversation, or if a child approaches a teacher too, that teachers have to yeah. report to parents? Because, like that, that that specific part you read deals with classroom instruction. But but what happens in the scenario where a, a, a kid might have some confusion mm-hmm. or questions or would approach a teacher maybe after a class or something like that? That's a good question. And and there was something. That goes on there. I, Doesn't the bill say that that teachers not only can't give their personal opinion in that situation, but they also have to report that to the parents? I believe, don't I, they? I believe so. That, they that, and that's that's been the part that I think it's really yeah. But we're also opponents talking, of the bill have let's, been let's, concerned I mean, about. Let's also keep in mind, okay. And this is what's so interesting about this this kind of movement with an agenda that continues to kind of creep further and further down in age within the schools, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about such a small percentage, mm-hmm. okay, of, of not only Americans, okay, and I'm not saying it to be insensitive, but we're also, t- I mean, what are the, li- what's the likelihood, what are the odds, what are the, uh, the I understand the concerns and they're wanting to c- create a safe space for kids, but I'm just trying, I'm having a hard time imagining a first grader wanting to come out yeah. to their teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, like that just that kind of again. If the school is not teaching it, mm-hmm. then they're getting it from someplace else. Someplace not that else. they wouldn't get it from other kids, or they're they're maybe getting that from home life. Yeah. So um, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I guess part of the concern is, and I've I've read this, I read up on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the concern from the LGBTQ community is that there are kids that may, they think may have 
um, these struggles mm-hmm. that if they would say they would not feel comfortable saying it to their parents, to their parents. but might say it to someone at school that for the school to have to report it would could damage or hurt that kid emotionally mm-hmm. and they even make reference to the fact that the suicide rate is really high yes. for kids who deal with either sexual orientation issues especially young mm-hmm. or gender identity issues and um and they allude to some studies i, I can't verify this that say ones that um are maybe taught about it in a different way that the number of suicide attempts go down mm-hmm. um I don't know how significantly again this is what i'm just telling you what i read was kind of the argument of what how it would hurt but again i just i keep going back to we're talking you know we're talking about a small 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 percentage we're not where that mm-hmm. would even not only a percentage that would maybe feel something at that age or have questions at that age mm-hmm. but would actually maybe come out as though they're gay yeah. at first grade like i mean yeah. like it is like, a, like yeah. we're going to create a bill and a law that's going to impact every other child and yeah. what a teacher wants to teach them that's going to mm-hmm. bring confusion yeah. for the, the the slight chance. Like I, again, I understand that's a that's a sided um, yeah. argument, but mm-hmm. but to it's me, a, this is this is what we have a very mm-hmm. very small percentage controlling the narrative mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. is being taught to kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Regardless of what you believe about the fluidity of gender sexuality. Uh, even just bipartisan, there's a, there's a lot there's a conviction for a lot of people. First off, that yes, you have a microscopic percentage of the population, especially that age, that's yeah. going to be having questions. Yeah. And what you're risking is psychologically confusing mm-hmm. and damaging uh, kids who, for years after this age range ends, will still believe in Santa Claus. I know. Who's still? Uh, I, I saw. I saw. I'm just saying they're they're There's, confused. I, I mean, everything is yeah. make believe almost at that age, and so I, um, now you're confusing I, I, truth. I heard or I read David or Mathis. Reality. He's a, um, a, a a theologian with Desiring God. This is like I don't know eight or nine years ago, but he he gave this analogy. I'm, I don't forget what he's talking about, but basically talks about it was a father with a son on a subway, and he had a really 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 heavy briefcase, and the son was like, "Well, can I carry it?" And he said, "One day." And he said, see, if I would have given that to my son to carry something that heavy for uh, miles and miles and miles, that would have done deep damage. He said because he was too young to carry something so heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've almost, as a society, done away with the thought of premature exposure. Of There's some mm-hmm. things that you're too, that at, at a certain age, you're not ready to carry it. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between healthy transparency between parents and kids because we, we do know, like, like statistically, that's a healthy thing when parents actually can apologize to their kids, mm-hmm. when parents in an appropriate way can open up and say, hey, like, let them see their humanity in appropriate measures at appropriate ages. But there's got to be a new conversation about we are taking a briefcase that weighs mm-hmm. 10 tons and just, and just throwing it mm-hmm. on the psyche of uh, five-year-olds because there's a microscopic percentage mm-hmm. of people who may one day have honest questions, and those questions need to be taken to parents and not teachers. So say all that to say, I, can, I completely agree with the, the bill as well. Um, I, I think it is uh, 
the the way that it was rebranded was mm-hmm. not it was incendiary it was defamatory and it was completely false yeah. like i think i i think liberals if they have um on the far left if they have an agenda to push this they shot themselves in the foot with how yeah. dishonest yeah. they were in the reframing mm-hmm. of this yeah um and, and so but you know the questions do remain i mean you you brought up one it's okay so what about the the children who don't have a healthy home life, mm-hmm. who don't have parents that can have that conversation? Uh, what about the the children? Yes, that. What about that microscopic percentage that does have that question? Um, you know, what do you, what do you what do you say to that? Well, I, again, I I there, that will exist. It always exists in society. Yeah. It exists in culture. The question is. What are we? We're talking about policies, rules, and laws for the mass. For the mass. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, I just think it, it it doesn't make sense for us. And that's that's my argument. Yes, I, I think those situations mm-hmm. exist. I would be asking those questions. Mm-hmm. What is a five year old, six year old being exposed to that they're even having those questions? Mm-hmm. You know, at a young age. One of the things. And again, that's not a. That's not. I mean that that. That is just more of a reality of, unfortunately, what our culture, you know, yeah. what, what kids and people are being exposed to. It can be what mm-hmm. parents are allowing kids to be exposed to. It can be all these different things. You know, mm-hmm. they're also exposed. I mean, let's face it this way, too. Kids are exposed to other things mm-hmm. at the earliest age more, more often than not because of other kids. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. the cuss words I first learned, that <laughs> words because I heard other kids saying them. Um, the things, you know what I mean? And so... So I understand that there's a reality they're exposed to it, but um, I just think it's it's our job to do our best thing to protect. I also think that this kind of is a, another. We talked about precedence earlier. I think the big question is who's responsible ultimately for raising the kids, mm-hmm. and where are we crossing a line mm-hmm. where the state mm-hmm. is is saying no? It's our job to educate right. because we don't think parents are really educating kids fairly on mm-hmm. this. Like to me, this is where we're, we're crossing a line where, yeah. where mm-hmm. kids don't just belong to the parents. They belong to the state. You know what I mean? I, I just think that's dangerous, a mm-hmm. really dangerous thing. And so I think of anything to me, I, that's what, why I agree with you. I hate the rebranding of this bill because it sounds like that it's an attack. Yeah. It sounds hateful. Oh, it sounds hateful. Like, oh, we're teaching kids. No, that's not mm-hmm. at all what the bill's about. The bill is about protecting mm-hmm. I think in many ways the innocence of kids mm-hmm. to that age. And I know yeah. they're all innocent and they're exposed mm-hmm. to different things. But I think we've also seen and studies I believe have shown this that early exposure to sexual things for kids in general. I'm not just saying school, I'm not applying to that in general. And I'm not even saying third grade and under. I'm mm-hmm. saying fifth grade, sixth grade. Early exposure often leads to some really difficult things as they get older. Yeah. Addictions, you know, just kind of misbehaviors and things, even yeah. in sexually. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with you. Like, it is such a, I don't, I mean, our culture is kind of really in the conversation has made it very, very confusing. Yeah. To be able to introduce and tell a five-year-old, and I'm not saying they would, I'm just saying the potential is there to go, okay, I, I know you um, you wear pants, and I knew this, but the, the truth is that maybe you don't know if you're a boy or a girl, and right. mm-hmm. you can decide that later. It's damaging. Like, to me, like yeah, for a kid that for five years, yeah. and, you know, the boys have played over here and the girls have played over here, and, again, mm-hmm. some people can make arguments for about raising kids in certain ways, but I think parents should have the ultimate say. Mm-hmm. At least— Even if they want 
for their child to believe those things. Yeah. Parents have the ability to say. Mm-hmm. The, and the only answer shouldn't be, well, if you want that, put your kids in a private school. Yeah. Well, yeah. my taxes go to pay for the school system. And yeah. so in many yeah. ways, you know, I think they're, I think we should, it's just about really what line is being crossed. Yeah. I think you, when you're making policies that affect people, in, in reference to your point, it affects, I mean, the policies that a government makes affects everyone mm-hmm. and so when we're talking about these small percentages but i think we also just can't we can't ignore the human factor i mean there are stories there are moments where this is the case and to that the, the people who would be concerned about that i'd say well our schools is that the only entity that exists that can provide a place for kids to have these conversations or mm-hmm. for 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 uh for things to be taught like in that way there's there's other organizations Church is one. Uh, we're in a faith context, obviously. There's other things, um, or there's other opportunities, I think, to give children an opportunity if, if you're concerned about uh, them not having a good home life. I think there's yeah. other places and other moments yeah. um, where you can begin to... That's why there are churches and youth groups yes, and exactly. YMCA's. Exactly, for, for conversations like that to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the question is, is you know, how are we involving our children mm-hmm. in those types of organizations? And in those Speaking ways, of organizations, though, I find it really interesting that um, Disney and their leadership wanted to go toe-to-toe with the governor over this. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's just, I mean, it is kind of interesting because, and, I, and, I, and it just kind of speaks more of... Well, there's, like, a lot of there's a lot of pressure. There is from you, their employees. You, you read that. There, I mean, there's there a lot is. of internal I, pressure. I read there's a lot of internal pressure um, that that Disney had their mm-hmm. the CEO and they had her to basically come out and denounce this, which is fascinating because... When you think about Disney, and well, let's be honest, Disney is maybe even you could. There is a lot of internal pressure. We see that because of what's coming out in Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about real quick. Just yeah. one of the big, the big kind of stories that I think is almost. I heard maybe a reaction to the reaction from the governor was in the latest movie, yeah. uh, Pixar movie coming out, which Disney, I believe, owns Pixar. Mm-hmm. That uh, the Buzz Lightyear movie. I don't know what's called. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's called Buzz Lightyear. But there was a scene of a um, same-sex kiss mm-hmm. that was in this movie that I heard from, again, if I read this right, and I could get this wrong, but there was early screenings. There were people that were kind of bothered by it, that they mm-hmm. took it out, but almost their reaction, well, if the governor is going to come at us, mm-hmm. then we're putting that back in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case or that's the truth, but I actually think that, yep. I don't think this is a good move for Disney. I mean, there's, yeah. me personally, I But you said you were surprised that Disney would do this. Surprised. Right? I'm surprised that they would... They Come out. would w- get as like vocal as but, they but were. Why, but why is it? But then su- I said I'm why, not why, surprised because of what they put in. So yeah, I was about to say. I said there are. They've been this moving this direction for a long time. This has been the narrative time. of our really our, our culture. Yeah, it's, it's not Fantastic Four on Disney, Disney, is it? Fantastic Four. Is it four Fantastic? What was the What was the movie right before Buzz Lightyear? They came out because I've been fielding calls of people saying, "Should I take my kids to see this?" There's some sort oh, of. Oh, you're talking about the. Um, the, the Dumbledore. That's, Harry the, that's a that's Harry Potter thing. That's Secrets not Disney. of Dumbledore. The, Secrets that's of Dumbledore. not Disney. But it's had, fanta- it's had fantastic. Fantastic in Beast there. or something. Fantastic, it's no, fantastic Beast. Uh, ask him. He is, he yes, is. of course you would know. Yeah, so, anyways, <laughs> you saw the movie nine times in theaters. No. Uh, and once, so, once. but the yeah. point is, uh, it's geared, sorry, more towards kids. Well, and, and, and so I'm I, literally, I was having people call me, should I take my kids to this? 
Yeah. Because we're dealing more and more with what is appropriate exposure. What? Where is our culture going? What well, is the role the of Netflix parents? Thing. Do you remember the Netflix documentary that yes. all the people were boycotting Netflix over last yeah, year? That was nuts. Showing kind of like, uh, yeah. what was it, cheer, kid it was cheerleaders like, that it, were it was something? Sexualizing young, sexual, girls, young girls. Yeah, I didn't oh. actually see it, but that was the one that, I mean, now everybody Netflix was, is not was, doing well. Huh? No, Netflix no. is not doing well. They're tanking. They and by, by the way, there are different sell places stock, for stock, that people stock. can have these conversations. Like you said, it's not like, it's not at school, maybe not at church. Like you told me, like, what was the conversation, your first conversation about kissing? My first conversation about kissing. Oh, this was definitely a setup. Uh, uh, well, it, no, it was with your principal. No, it was not with my principal. It was your, it was your principal for my, your homeschool. For those who were listening or uh, watching, my uh, my first principal was my mom because that's I was what I mean. <laughs> so, Has this been your goal? The there's entire nothing. There's nothing time. wrong with a principal. Yes, and, that was his principal and his teacher <laughs> yes. and his mom and yes. teaching him sex ed. And I was. It was. It and was a good conversation. Take us or, no, I'm oh, not going to. Okay. okay. Uh, but but <laughs> I just I. So, anyways, the Disney reaction thing is kind of interesting because it feels like there's this major ask, going back and forth thing. So Disney. Yes. Well, okay. Let's go through the timeline real quick first, because I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah. So uh, Ron DeSantis came out and basically defending this bill yes. and getting mad. Uh, Disney. At CEO, first, didn't say anything. Didn't about say it. anything. Then Which what has happened? been their historical position? Right. They don't take positions on. They, they kind of market themselves as a family friendly company. That's bad. Again, family the, friendly, and the majority. Sort of I, okay, here's a guess right now. That's just I'm just curious, and so this none of this matters. We're just talking, talking. heads, and it doesn't matter. What percentage do you think of parents who take their kids to Disney would support this bill? Low. Oh no! Excuse no, me. Really? Support the bill. No, no, no. Sorry, I messed it up. Probably greater than seventy percent. I bet it's really high. Mm. Yeah. The people who take their kids yeah, no, to Disney, I bet, would be like, yeah, I don't want whatever teacher, and I don't know what they believe teaching my kids and talking to them about gender fluidity mm-hmm. at first grade. Yeah. yeah, I imagine whether they're in faith context or not. I just think a majority. So to me, it's like you have this internal pressure coming from your employees yes. so, who, who feel very strongly so about Disney, certain so, issues. So Disney's, you know, uh, you know, came out, made a statement on it that they were opposed to the bill and they were going to do everything they could do yes, to, that's, to fight it and to see it. And repealed. they have a lot of weight. I understand Disney's a big organization with mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So then that was led to, I think. So that, in response to that, uh, Ron DeSantis said, okay, so if that's how you are, are going to um, gonna act, then I'm going to call a special session of Florida Congress, bring them all together, and we're going to repeal that was the, name the Reedy Creek Act. Uh, which basically, yes, uh, provided a big tax break to Disney, gave them control of the 55 force. acres around the Walt Disney World property. It would. Uh, uh, and forces, like, I think Disney runs their own transportation system. Yes. Their, their, own, their own town. Police. Oh, it is. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it is. They have their own electric. Thing. They have their own and power Mayor companies. Humdinger is runs the uh, okay. political system. Okay. okay. Anyways, but I think you have to acknowledge that, I mean, what Disney has done in that area has been great for Obviously, Orlando. yeah. What do you think the, about what Ron DeSantis did as retaliation? Mm. So well, I think first of all, I they, think the price of going we, to Disney is going to go through the roof. Probably, uh, I think I understand a on a human level his response to Disney. He's trying to make a point. I think let's also add some context. He's trying to position himself to run for president mm-hmm. in 2024, and so he's trying to Against score Trump? or. 
Potentially, in the primary. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to score political points. Mm-hmm. And so in an effort to score some political points while also kind of standing tough for what he believes, he called this session of Congress and repealed this thing to kind of stand up to mm-hmm. Disney. And it really kicked off a whole firestorm, um, I think, amongst a conservative movement, which led to a lot of people, a lot of people I know. Boycotting, people, Yeah, boycotting, canceling. Disney, we're talking about cancel culture. I mean, there was... For sure, and still is a canceling of Disney mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So that that's that was um, some political soft peddling around my political question, though. Uh-huh. What do you think about Ron DeSantis? Was it right or wrong to do that? Me personally, I think it's wrong. Mm. I think it's a using of government power mm-hmm. to score your own political points to kind of further. A thought you have over a private organization. If, if Disney wants to have a view that this bill is wrong, well, was or it whatever, just a view? If they said that they're going to do everything in their power to stop it, I mean, they have a lot of money. They got deep pockets. They okay. have lawyers. They have this. Okay, they can but do the, but, So I mean, but you're just talking about lobbyists at this point. We, we have lobbyists no, that exist can, at every level of our government, and it's not just lobbyists. I mean, they can I mean, come after the bill. They can file lawsuits against it. They can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like. But well, what, let's I, not pretend that it doesn't happen on every single political issue that happens in the country. They but also a receive, weird anomaly. But they also they are. And I they understand your point that Disney puts itself out as a. But then they also company. receive. I mean, you say one thing; he's using political power, but they also receive political benefit. I mean, they were getting mass uh, benefit, tax benefit, to because of the amount of people they bring into the country, mm-hmm. to the state country. It might as well be a country. Let's face yeah, it. But yeah. I mean, the amount of people that they bring in that they were getting, you know, it is benefit. True. It is complex. I, but I do agree with you. Yeah, I, I I agree with Ron DeSantis on the bill. Yeah, I disagree again on precedent. We keep using that. That is a bad precedent. That hey, we're not for big government. We're gonna we, wage we want, warfare. But 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 if I don't get what I want then yeah. I will use that principle that yeah. I condemn, and I will use big government to force yeah. business to do what I want. And let me just say this. and um, It's going to raise the rates of Disney. My wife loves Disney. It will. I it don't will. know if she still loves Disney. Here, but here's what I'm going to say. I, that's going to be my a family problem and I, for we, me. We, we you, enjoy, love, you like Disney we, a little bit. Yes, we he love loves, Disney. No, he loves we it. enjoy Disney. That's why. We think it's great. You're Disney Danny. Yeah. I have concerns about some of the content and some of the agenda and things where Disney is going yeah. with their movies and different things like that. However, let me just say this. And that's where I, coming my, from Democrat. My view <laughs> is that I have control over what my children see. Mm-hmm. And so I don't play into this narrative, this, this fear that sometimes exists that says, oh my gosh, this big corporation, they're trying to, they're trying to groom my children. They're trying mm-hmm. to do all this. Sure, they might have an agenda, but I'm in control of what my kids watch. And so for me, I know that the content I'm going to put in front of my children, I'm going to put it in front of them when they're ready to have that conversation, mm-hmm. and we're ready to. Talk and that's the point it. of the bill, though. Correct. Was no, which is why the control. That's why. Which I is why. It. Was yeah. why. Yeah. Was why. I yeah. The bill. I feel like it's kind of like kind of bad tactic saying, to go. Oh, you come out against something I do, so yeah. it's going to cost you a billion dollars a year. That's me, probably mm-hmm. not a really good tactic, and it's not going to create good relationships between yes. the biggest organization in your entire state. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, by the way, does generate mm-hmm. probably more money for that state than anything else. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to Disney many times. The amount of money, money that comes in to that place, mm-hmm. sales tax and other things from purchases, it's a lot. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's fascinating. Just, uh, again, speaking to, that's the part I've been probably most passionate about is Disney. It, it, just the fact that it seems like, in particular, the response to them. You, you can disagree with Disney's stance and mm-hmm. their agenda and where they're going. And well, all if the, so, it, then don't, don't, don't watch the, it. Then don't watch it. Don't go to Disney. Correct. Right? If that's and, your choice, that's your choice. But it seems like there's this vitriol or this anger, almost like there's this reverse cancel culture. It's kind of like back, back in the 90s. When Girl Scouts, I believe it was, or as a Boy Scouts that did yeah. some stuff that was like they were allowing. I remember. I think was it was it Girl Scouts? Or one of them, boy or they boy, or maybe both of them together. Well, Boy Scouts they were going to allow. Was it allowing like gay or so? I can't remember or homosexual uh, or boys or something. There was something. Yes. There was something. I remember in the nineties. I don't, even, I don't even know if that was back in the 90s. We're talking about the 90s. We're talking about the 30 years ago. But I yeah. remember that just that there was, the was a, or maybe even 80s. I remember there's a moment where the whole Christian community, mm-hmm. again, things were so different back then. We weren't mm-hmm. all connected to, by the internet and all this stuff. But I yeah. just remember my world where it was like the, the language was boycott. Yeah. Boycott. Yeah. And I was like, but the Girl Scout cookies, should we so really good. boycott the yeah. Girl Scout I just, cookies? I just, Can't nothing, we boycott and not send our girls to Girl Scouts, but still buy the cookies? I, there's nothing I better get, than thin Andy's mints. I get Those that, aren't Girl Scouts. Where are those from? That's Andy's mints. There's they a, sell yeah, the cookies. Thin mints. Uh, thin, thin mints. Thin mints. That's what you want. Uh, okay. A cold thin mint, frozen thin mint. Oh, those are good. They're really good. Um, Tagalongs. I just think let's talk about the best. I understand. Let's that, talk about the best Girl Scout cookie though. Which is what? Samoas. Yeah. Huh? Coconut. Coconut. What's wrong with coconut? You are the world's pickiest. Okay, fun fact for anyone listening Samoas. watching. Uh, Pastor Tim is the world's pickiest eater. But you're not far behind. Uh, <laughs> but you're not far behind. Okay, this oh, wow. all week long. Wow. Who would ever have fish tacos? Who would ever have yeah. seafood? This, com- this conversation ever- is Ray- another time. Ray- okay, people yeah. don't care about yeah. our. We'll food say we can do. Raise your hand at this table if you would eat fish tacos. A hundred percent. Oh, you're wrong. There's definitely. Only if one you are listening right now, only one person. Right person only one person hand. raised no, their hand. No, no, that would no, be Russ. No, no, no. All I was going to say was I understand that everyone who's watching might not come from a faith context, but it's. I think when we use words like boycott, cancel, mm-hmm. we're cutting out. I think, especially for those who would claim that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, or we follow him, that's a really dangerous line to draw in the sand to say, I am cutting you out. I'm not, gonna en- I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not saying you have to take on the world. But we're talking view. about organizations I here. Understand. Isn't that a little bit different? I mean, I think there's also look. Look, I, I agree. There's, there's I'm not. I'm not, people, I'm not for cancel who, culture. But if you don't agree with an organization or what they're doing, the only thing that you really have yeah, is to say, "I'm not going to give my money to them." Correct. First. Uh, correct. But there's a lot of people who would uh, look at, 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 at people who would cancel an organization because of that and say, "Well, I've loved this organization my whole life, and I've never had anything wrong with them. And why are you hating on an organization I love and that has provided?" Uh, tons of great entertainment for me and my family. Like, yeah. what kind of message does that send to people who have that view of them? That's what I'm saying. Like, you well, could be alienating people. You could, but I think you have to have convictions at some point. Uh, you can't be like, don't I, disagree. You can't live in disagree. such a world where you're like, well, I can't have any convictions because anything I have a conviction about, you get mad about. Mm-hmm. I, can, I don't think we can live that way. Yeah. I just think you know. I mean, you don't have to be. I think you don't have to be a jerk about it. I think yeah. you don't have to go out and spread hate. I think you yeah. can just be like, you know. I mean, I, you don't have to. You don't have to there and, and lead every kind of like online yeah. social march you can for you know mm-hmm. let's 
get rid of Disney and take away their land. Like, you don't have to do that to just go, you know what? I don't agree with them. I'm not going to, I'm going to cancel my subscription to Disney Plus and I'm not going to, you know, I you disagree. can do that. I, I think I'm, I'm a, I, I just think we have to have some convictions at yeah. some point. And I, not, I agree. But I think there's a way to do that in a world where you aren't aggressive toward yes. people who would hold a different view that you would be able to show love yes. and compassion toward yes. people. And I, I heard someone say, and I loved it, I think it was Erwin McManus on the Battle Ray. We were listening, they were they were talking, and um, they talked about the same issue. And I loved what he said, like, we're, we're fighting over whether or not we should teach our kids about gender identity mm -hmm. and these things that kids can't even, I mean, they can't even understand. They can't, mm -hmm. I mean, it's so confusing at the same time frame, mm -hmm. like you said, that we're also teaching them. And most, even mm -hmm. Christians are like, yes, yeah, Santa is real. And the tooth fairy is going to bring you a dollar or whatever it is. You know, like we're, we're doing that at the same house. age. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. You don't need, but we do that at the same age, but at the same mm -hmm. time, um, we, 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 what I'm saying is, we're fighting over whether or not we should be teaching our young kids this instead of mm -hmm. teaching them mm -hmm. compassion. Yeah. Like if you're worried about the way kids are going to come or are going to be toward mm -hmm. LGBTQ um, community as they get older, mm -hmm. why not like teach, teach them more about kindness? Yes. Teach them more about loving people that are different than yeah. you. Teach them like, yeah. like why can't we make that the focus yes. instead right. of, That's well, good. I just think if That's we good. need to teach them this, you know, That's just good. in case, I just... It doesn't make sense to me. I, I understand I won't share the same opinion that others will, especially yeah. those in a different mm -hmm. community than me. Mm -hmm. But I, I think like in the same way that you said, I just feel like as a parent, it's my right to decide what yes. I let my kids watch, watch, whether Disney or not. I think the same thing. It should yes. be your parents' right to not have someone else forcing... Teach. Because that's your option. And listen, you, you could sit there and say, well, if you don't like it, put your kid in a private school. The reality is there are a lot of people who cannot afford mm -hmm. to put their kid in a private school. Right. They're paying property tax. They're paying other tax. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to pay mm -hmm. to do that. There are a lot of people that can't afford it. That is not a fair answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? We, yeah. you can, and so to me, I think that we just got to draw the line somewhere yeah. with kids. And it sounds like Florida has chosen to do it at third grade. And there are other states that are following suit mm -hmm. with these bills. Yeah. So I'm curious. I feel like there's one kind of deep underlying thought or this thing that's been happening in our culture that it's at the root of all this conversation. And you really see kind of coming out of the 60s, 70s with the sexual revolution and, and all the things that come from that, that the expression of human sexuality, the freedom to express that, it's just grown exponentially. And we kind of live in a culture that says, um, hey, you can do what you want, do what feels good, you can be who you want, love who you want, with really any thought of the consequences. And so my, my question is this, and I want to hear both of your answers, is the expression of that ideology, that thought, do you think that's going to be more helpful or more harmful in the end? The expression of what thought? That... That, that you can be, you can kind of love who you want, you can express yourself sexually however you want, mm. you can do that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, that's where you get some of the concerns about teaching, and, and I mean, all of it's rooted mm. around this conversation that's come to the forefront in our culture. Yeah, I think the I years. will, and if you have something to say, I know we need to wrap up in a minute, yeah. so this may be a part two at some point down the line, but I would say this, I, I like the analogy that um, Andy Stanley gave one time on sex, that sex is like a fire. 
and uh, scripture uses that analogy too, mm-hmm. is something powerful, beautiful, and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And um, in the right context, you take your family out camping in the woods and you got bricks around and you've got a, a fire contained, it gives warmth and mm-hmm. it gives beauty and it's uh, protective and um, it gives light and it gives life. Um, but you let your four-year-old boys put sticks in the fire and run through the forest, it can burn the whole thing down. And so um, I think society, the more that uh, sexuality becomes fluid and things become redefined and gender becomes fluid and restraints are violently taken off, I think society, but then also at the same time, while more and more people are grappling with different forms of brokenness Mm -hmm. and the spectrum of, you know, I heard someone say before, like, just like anything else in our brokenness from the fall of man, our sexuality, brokenness is on a pendulum. It's on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of us experience in different ways. I think with those two realities in tandem, um, mm-hmm. two things are going to become more and more and more important um, uh, for anybody that follows Jesus, really for anybody in general. And that is my anchors of truth mm-hmm. and foundation are going to have to go deeper and deeper and mm-hmm. deeper. I'm, in other words, for me, who designed sex? How did they design it? And in what way did they invite me to live in it for my optimal good and mm-hmm. for the good of society? Mm-hmm. That truth is going to become more and more important as everything becomes redefined. At the same time, the other thing that's going to become more and more important is for the compassion and empathy of my heart to expand and expand and expand. That's good. I'm going to have to be a person who my roots continue to go deeper but my mind and my love and uh, my bridge building for all people becomes wider and wider and wider. Good. I think those two things at the same time are going to become yeah. need to become more and more and more important. Um, it's good. Yeah. So I think it was just safe way. I, I think we probably definitely would like to come back and not just this bill, mm-hmm. but I think we can probably continue a conversation. I think it's it's a big thing in our culture right now. Mm-hmm. Just the whole gender fluidity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the transgender thing is going on in mm-hmm. schools with sports mm-hmm. and things like yes. that. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's one it's it's definitely a it's becoming a a significant um, yes. topic in our culture. Yeah. And I think it would probably be good to to spend some time and address it, not just mm-hmm. in the environment of that one bill or with kids. Yeah. Because I feel like even if you share you know you can you can have a disagreement on mm-hmm. what you believe about sexuality and gender but you could maybe come to an agreement and go hey kids at a certain age we just need to that yeah. that they should be that should be regardless regardless what you believe so i think yes. i think there's, there's a lot more, of democrats say that a lot yeah. of a lot of yes. people that would be for yeah. that, that agree with everything yeah. that the that um would be spoken about gender optionability yeah. would still say but yeah that conversation needs to be yeah uh, they need to be raised by parents, not the yeah. government. Yeah. And yeah. so I think these are, as much as they cross over, I think these are separate conversations. Yeah. And I think it would probably be good for us to come back and maybe yeah. spend some time on that conversation at some point. I thought what you said was great, though. It's a fire and, you know, and, and the two tandem things that are going on right now in our mm-hmm. culture and how, how what's our response. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a person of faith, I have a mm-hmm. response, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it would be good to kind of flesh that out when we have more time. Yeah. But Sounds good. Anyways, well, it's good. good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Chris Hodges says that uh, truth without grace is mean. Yeah. Grace without truth is meaningless. Truth and grace bring good medicine. Like and it. we have a whole lot of things in our world 
that need a really good winsome yeah. marrying of truth and grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know if this conversation helped anybody, but it is. Uh, these are just topics that are just good to talk about. Yeah. And so yep. send us any thoughts you have, any questions you have, any topics that we're trying. It's, it's kind of an easy year to do podcasts because oh every week it feels like demands something that needs to be addressed and, and talked about. But send us any topic, ideas you do have. And uh, anyways, this podcast has helped you. If it has helped you, share it. As always, like. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button. And uh, until the next time, we will see you next week.